Hello and welcome back to Pops, a Taste of Riverdale podcast. I'm your host, River. And I'm Nathan. And today we're covering Season 1, Episode 8, The Outsiders. <laughs> uh, once again, we're going to have some cat noises on this one. Um, it's just part of the, the surround sound that we bring you. All right, starting with the Netflix description of the episode. Hoping to bring the Cooper family together, Veronica hosts a baby shower for Polly. Archie steps in to help after his dad's construction crew quits. Last time on Riverdale, Jughead is arrested on suspicions of murder for a childhood arson incident, um, or because of a childhood arson incident, until Fred bails him out with a lie, just like he used to do for FP. Jughead stays at the Andrews, and Fred gives FP a second chance in the construction agency. Veronica and Hermione stop posturing and start working together. Cheryl figures out Betty and Polly's secrets, and the three start working together to get Polly to a safe place where she can be supported while she prepares for her baby. So that's where we're at with episode eight. How how did you feel about this episode overall? We were talking a little bit. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit. We watched this one together, um, you know, over over a call. And I I think that this show um struggles a lot um with pacing i think that's one of my biggest issues is that things happen so quickly um and and there's not time for things to sink in or or for the characters to really uh have any kind of anything it's just things are happening the characters are always doing something and sucks it's not the kind of uh show that i enjoy <laughs> i think i think one thing we know too was it's like there's both internal pacing within the episode that's very fast and then also pacing from episode to episode like plot lines that are carried across episodes are dropped yeah. very very quickly or changed very very quickly and we noticed that a couple of times in this episode. i think there were like two or three times it stood out it, it just seems very it seems like I mean, we skipped. Like, yeah, it feels like we literally skipped something, um, and I don't think that's because we uh, like it was, it's been a while since since the seventh episode. I think that it literally like watching the recap and then watching this episode, they just moved on. Everything that happened in episode yeah. seven is just dropped, like you said. Like it's like okay, yep, all that's yeah. resolved, even though it's still. It was like, like it was like ongoing it was like here's stuff. the setup, but it doesn't really matter because we were just setting it up. So here's part two. Yeah. It's not like barely related to part one, you know. And and part two, like like this, feels like a setup for something else that's coming. Yeah. That's really just going to be like barely tied together. Um. It's I don't know. It's it's just bad. <laughs> I think I think also taking a break. I got. I was watching other shows. I got used yeah. to the pacing of like normal television. <laughs> um, this is this is different. <laughs> the Riverdale is different from from normal yeah. television. Yeah. It feels like something that was made for like binging to me. I think things are so loosely tied together that it's just 
yeah, you know, oh, you, you kind of remember this. Well, here's here's something new that doesn't really relate to it. But if you, if whatever, like, just don't think about it too hard and, and it works. Um, yeah. Which, which is just frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's frustrating to watch. It was also just like, I feel like, I feel like episode seven, there were at least some things that we could hold on to is like, oh, this is kind of interesting. You know, like uh, some of the previous episodes, we've at least had some stuff where it was like, oh, this could be cool or this could be interesting. This episode, yeah. it was just like, I don't know. I feel like this is one you skip. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a I... lot of setup that's resolved in the episode that like obviously won't matter for the next episode. It's just, yeah. And the gall to name this after The Outsiders. Fantastic book. I, I don't even understand how they can try and call it The Outsiders because it it really is not similar to that at all. Like, Literally the only thing was like the styling of the guys at the construction site. And that's it. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. <laughs> like Moose kind of looks like... Um, you know, the one handsome guy who's like, uh, he, he's the guy in uh, community or whatever, who, who like rides his bike and he's like, if I, if I keep my body busy all day, and I'm not able to stop and think about my depression. That guy. That's not, that's not community. I don't know what uh, show that is. Parks and Rec. Yeah, there we go. But I don't know the actor's name either. Yeah, and you know, if if you're over forty, you know him. <laughs> for for the rest of us, he's that guy, you know. He's that guy. Uh, yeah. Should we just should we just get into it? I feel like this is a this will be a pretty straightforward episode to to explain the the plot of. Like, I can try and tackle it. I want I want to try it. I, I took very, um, almost no notes actually, but I just want to. I mean, that's fine. It's fresh in our minds. Go for it. Let's do yeah. it. Um, I mean, so this, the episode summary really does summarize literally everything that happens. <laughs> there is a, a very funny scene where uh, it's it's Betty, it's Polly, it's Veronica all sitting together on a couch, and they are sharing some details about what happened with Jason, with Sheriff Keller, and... Uh, Hermione is also there, uh, Veronica's mom, and things get a little too intense, and she kind of shoes the sheriff away. Um, she but really it was does shoo him too. It's very, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was a very weird scene because it was like there's been all this mystery around what happened with Polly and Jason, like up to like even the last kind of episode. It was still like that was when Polly was discovered, like where she'd been hiding, and then the very next episode, she's just it's just her like info dumping exactly what happened and there's no like mystery or intrigue behind it at all. And it's like, okay. I mean, you did build up this whole mystery of like what's going on. And then you just kind of immediately like, are like, Oh, and this is what happened from yeah. the person who was involved. So it's like, all right, that kind of ruined your whole setup there. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> then there was like, uh, the next scene, I think, is a big one. I remember is Fred. He's on. He's like in his construction trailer, like getting ready to start the day for his new big project. And his his like foreman or whoever comes into his trailer 
tells him that uh, the Blossoms have offered the, the crew two years pay, but they need them available right now. So they're walking out on, on Fred's project. Uh, Fred doesn't put up any resistance to this because he's like supposed to be portrayed as like, oh, he cares about his his workers and, and his crew. So he's like, yeah, you should take that. Um, but then he's kind of in a rough spot because he's he's paid for all this equipment. He's, he doesn't have any cash. He's behind on the bills and he, he doesn't have a crew to start development. So he's kind of screwed. Which uh, also, this is the first time it's come up at all that he's having like money problems. Yeah. Like we thought he was doing like pretty good and he would just was like, oh, a big project will be even better. That'll be great, you know. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is like a big reveal to just drop randomly. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this if if because of this project, like I'll be bankrupt if this doesn't happen. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, <laughs> this kind of seems like you're not a very good businessman then. Um, which you know, like that that's sure I'm sure that has happened before. Yeah, like I don't really know if that's how construction companies operate most of the time. It seems like it's definitely I don't, dramatized. I don't. This seems it's definitely like dramatized. I don't think that there's no way it's that thin of a margin um, no. in the real world. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's tough, <laughs> tough for Fred. Uh, he kind of uh, oh, there's a good there's a. I kind of missed it, but we, we also saw that um, Jughead and Archie were kind of spending time together, uh, getting closer. They described each other as like, college roommates. Uh, Fred says that uh, their room is ripe and tells them yeah. to open a window. <laughs> and they ha- it looked like foggy, too. <laughs> and it, yeah. It looked like foggy in Archie's room. What are they doing in there? You know, Just sweating it up, I guess, playing Smoking game. joints playing video games yeah. <laughs> kind of seemed like what were they playing were they, they looked like they were playing some like mmo but like on yeah an it Xbox. looked like world of warcraft or something like <laughs> yeah it was like some fantasy video game but like on a you know playstation or xbox or something on a console yeah it very odd <laughs> kind of you know <laughs> uh, fun scene um but that was before fred found out that his his crew quit um so then the next day i think there's there's a scene at the school i don't really remember what happens but we're just going to keep following fred here um and uh it's it's like archie like is like pressuring him he's like talk to me like what's going wrong and he offers to to help out his dad and he's like you know like you always help me i'm gonna help you and then uh the next day like shows up at the construction site with uh a, a crew of four of his schoolmates. Yeah. To, they're all like in construction gear. It's very funny. We'll get into it more later. Um, so they offer to help. They there's a scene with all of them helping out, and they're just kind of moving around like concrete blocks. Yeah, from like, like one pile to a different pile. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it seems like there wasn't like I don't know how much work they really did. Uh, but Fred seems super grateful, and he's like, oh, you helped me out. You really saved my ass today, guys. I don't think he says that. But Go get a soda out of the fridge. <laughs> Go get yourselves a, a reward soda. Um, <laughs> so they, they do so. Um, Moose, one of the boys from school who helped out, uh, forgot his phone. So he goes back to get it, and he sees two thugs breaking some of uh, 
Fred Andrews construction equipment. Uh, they see him and, and beat him up too. And uh, Sheriff Keller gets on scene. He Moose thankfully isn't too badly hurt. And uh, they try and figure out who did it. Archie thinks that it's the serpents. And Jughead kind of protests and is like, well, we don't know that for sure. Um, then later on, uh, we have another scene where Archie, Jughead, Veronica, and Betty are all at Pops, uh, sharing like a, a snack or something. I don't know, maybe it's after school. And uh, Archie seems to be pretty confident that it's the serpents. And Jughead again is like, oh, we don't, we don't know that. I don't know. We probably should just look for more evidence or something. Let's not push into it too much. Um, Archie says, no, I got to do something. Uh, so he and he and some of the guys from school uh, with Kevin and Kevin's uh, love interest, Joaquin, they go to a, like a pub where the serpents are known to hang out and kind of look around uh, with Moose for the guys who beat him up. Uh, they aren't really sure. Moose can't really identify anyone. Um, at best, he says that somebody kind of looks familiar. Uh which, to be fair, he was attacked at night and, like, yeah. hit in the face several times. So that makes sense that he wouldn't be able to identify anyone. Yeah. And, you know, he just kind of continues to look around. And, and really, um, Archie basically just picks a fight with somebody and is kind of like, hey, you like beating up teenagers? <laughs> Which is really funny. Good line to lose a fight, too, also. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's a grown man in a bar. Yeah, it it's very funny. Um, so the, the guy kind of is like, ah, get out of here, you. We've had bull. He calls him a bulldog. He's like, we've had bulldogs like you sniff around here or, or something like that. Um, so it kind of de- denies knowing anything, pushes Archie away. Then we see FP, um, Jughead's dad, come downstairs, and he kind of tries to. He's like, I'll handle this, and. and Kicks the kicks the the boys out. After which uh, he stops Archie to have a conversation with him one on one. While he's talking to Archie, Fred Andrews pulls up in the truck, and always there was, there's an earlier scene uh, of him doing the exact same thing. He pulls up in the truck. He he just has a, a nice conversation with FP where they kind of are like they 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 make amends a bit and they apologize and. Uh, FP offers to, to look into who was uh, trying to stop uh, Fred Andrews' construction. What, what happens Fred, next? Fred's like, oh, yeah, I appreciate that. And then yeah. we turn back to the truck. This is where we were like, oh, Archie's gone. Archie, like, dipped out while his dad was having this conversation and went to the mm-hmm. baby shower. Because for yes. some reason, he knew Jughead was going to be there. Yes. So, like, background... While all this was happening, they were, like, planning the baby shower and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. so, yes, we kind of switch scenes for a bit. Um, and, and Archie goes to confront Jughead. He interrupts the baby shower and is like, oh, why didn't you tell me your dad was a serpent? You knew all along. You were trying to protect him. Uh, is upset. Uh, Veronica and Betty kind of tell them to, hey, knock it off. Now's not the time. Archie, I think, leaves. Uh, with with Veronica, um, still upset, and I think Veronica just walks him out. Yeah, walks him out. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and at that same baby shower, um, there's a whole bunch was, of crazy shit that gets revealed at this baby shower. Yeah, that that is a whole crazy we'll, scene. Um, uh, do you want to we'll like, take the, the the baby shower plotline kind of build up like the structure of how we built yeah. up? Yeah, yeah, I can I can get into that a bit. So, um, it starts it kind of starts with Alice finding out that the lodges are sheltering Polly and Veronica's hosting a baby shower. This is where like the school scene was where she confronts um, Veronica and Betty. And she like, comes in and she's like, you, you meet me in this room. Um, Which that was very pretty funny. good. <laughs> it was, it was very funny. Honestly, Alice sometimes is hilarious. Um, like she's a terrible person, but she's very funny to watch. Um, and then, so Veronica tries to convince her mom to meet up with Alice because Polly would, like, it'd be nice to have her parents supporting her at this baby shower. That's kind of what they're all trying to get done. And at first, Hermione's like, no, absolutely not. Like, this is, like, with the whole construction thing. Because, like, Fred doesn't know it. And I, don't, and I think, I'm pretty sure it's only Hermione and Veronica who know this. But their dad, like... Dad Lodge, Hiram Lodge, is the mystery buyer who's like funding Fred's construction project. Mm-hmm. Veronica or Hermione's like worried about all that stuff, and she's like, Veronica, we can't have this party. I'm not gonna try to convince Alice all this stuff. We don't ever see what changes her mind, but her mind gets changed, and she <laughs> and she goes <laughs> and meets up with Alice at Pop's diner to try to convince her to help Polly mother to mother. And she convinces her, like, like basically, um, Alice is like, well, she's too young, she, she all this stuff, like, she's not ready to be a mom. And Hermione's like, we were too, we were also young when we had kids. Um, which I, I feel like that's a pretty good argument to make. It seems like it kind of works, but we don't really know for sure. Uh, we get another scene with Polly and Betty. Polly makes Betty the godmother to her kids. They're both really mm-hmm. excited. You were curious about this. You're, I'm pretty sure it's a custody thing. I'm pretty sure that's why Polly makes Betty the godmother. But also, like, yeah. are, they, are they Catholic? Because, like... Unclear. I don't think they ever really discussed that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google search what sects of Christianity do godparents. Okay, so, yeah, some Catholics and Orthodox... But also Lutheran, Anglican, and some Calvinist churches. So they're just like general Christians, I guess. Um, yeah, not, but, not a Protestant thing, but no, it's it's just kind of weird because like I don't, we haven't seen them like oh we got church on Sunday, you know. There's not like it doesn't there's not like anybody you know it doesn't seem to be a big part of their lives. We haven't even seen anybody wearing like a cross necklace or anything. So just yeah, kinda, I mean. To me, this was like a like fairy godmother type godmother, not necessarily a like real world godmother. It's just like <laughs> oh, and we, and we want you to be the godmother, and and they're not ever gonna talk about that again, probably. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe it comes up, but to me, that's just a like throwaway. Like we want this to seem more significant, so here's some dialogue. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you're right. It's probably meant to seem like more like a sibling bonding thing. Like, thanks for helping me out. We're close to getting out, you know, again. Yeah. 
yeah, it just is kind of kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. Um, the next scene with the baby shower is the actual baby shower itself, so I can kind of start to get that if you want. I took a lot of notes on this because this was there was a lot of shit. It was an insane scene. Um, so at the baby shower, shower, first of all, Jughead comes in carrying like one of those little tiered cupcake trays, like he's carrying the fucking Gorgon's head. <laughs> like, like he's got it from like, the top of the tray, like arm fully extended in a fist. Uh-huh. That shit was wild. I've never seen anyone carry carry one of those like that. Um, <laughs> uh, and then he makes like a sarcastic comment to Betty because Betty's like, "Oh, thank you so much for helping. I know this isn't really your scene." And he's like, oh, "Baby showers." I've, I've wanted to check this off my bucket list forever. Like some shitty thing like that. It was just really yeah. rude. Like, Betty didn't seem offended. She was just like, "Oh, haha." Yeah. But, you know, it's they, just like, they try to play that off as like Jughead's like witty, sarcastic personality. Um, but he he kind of just comes across like a jerk. Yeah, I would say a lot of his like witty sarcasm just feels like he's being a jerk. To me, yeah. but like we talked on the last episode, other people like Jughead. Maybe to them it does come across as just witty sarcasm, but it doesn't hit like that to me. Um. Anyway, so later in the event, Alice shows up in the classic trans pride flag colors, baby blue and blush pink. I don't think she's wearing white, but, you know, she is white, so... um and she's like she like shows up with like a little gift bag and then right after she shows up cheryl comes in the door with like a victorian baby carriage (laughs) yeah it looked like the most outdated baby carriage ever it it literally looked like something you'd see in like a period piece in like yes we're in we're in high court gardens or whatever in, in england and you know it's just not it's something else that's for sure and then she so Cheryl comes in with the grandma Blossom I don't know her name and then her mom is also there mm-hmm. so we got three Blossoms in uh, grandma Blossom immediately starts making witch predictions she, she's getting the crystals out and dangling them <laughs> and as she does this uh, Cheryl decides this is the perfect time to use a slur against the Romani people and <laughs> say that her grandma, uh, what did she say? She said she said she's crazy. She has she dementia. Has dementia. Yeah. She said she has dementia and slur blood. Yeah. And it's just like, oh. All right. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. So anyway, so the grandma <laughs> predicts that it was just, it was like... That, that and, and it was dropped so casually too. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh, she's she's just you know crazy and and this and I'm like the dementia and the, you know and it's just like oh god okay um and so Grandma Blossom using her crystal powers or whatever claims that Polly is pregnant with twins, which wow big shocker someone who like you know the father's a twin. Like, it seems like twins kind of run in the Blossom <laughs> family, like, 
feel like there's a pretty good chance that the babies are twins. It doesn't, it's not entirely surprising. Um, and I think she also says that there's one of each. Yes, twins, one of each. <laughs> yeah, so she's subscribing <laughs> to the two genders theory. Thanks, yes. Grandma Blossom. Um, and then what happens after that? So um, Cheryl makes the offer to Polly to come stay with them at the Blossom Estate. Mm-hmm. And her mom interrupts her and is like, oh, I just want to let you know that Cheryl's offer is genuine and we would really like to have you there. But she's saying it in like the way that she says it, which is like, mm, I have evil plans that involve helping people. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, very much ominous, ominous rich lady. Yeah. Immediately Alice catches on to this and like she like stands up and she goes, She's not gonna set foot in that twisted poisonous house of yours. <laughs> Incredible. Thank you, Alice. Um very good line. They they all get in each other's faces. Um and then uh Polly says, This is why Jason is dead, because of all this senseless hate. At which point <laughs> I, I told you I'm pretty sure he died from a gunshot wound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, un- completely unrelated to this family drama. Like, it just seems like he was murdered, probably for, like, the drug running stuff. Um, yeah. And it looks, I think after this, everybody went home from the, uh, from the baby shower. Because this is around, this is, like, after Archie showed up and Archie goes home and then it, I think everyone after this kind of just went their own way. And I think that's what happened. Because I think at this point, it's just the Coopers hanging out, like, in the lodge hotel room. Yes. They're and kind of around that large table. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, conference table. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Polly says, like what about dad? Like, what does he think? And Betty says, oh, he's just going to have to come around. And then Polly reveals that her dad, Hal Cooper, made an appointment for her at an abortion clinic before she was sent away to the nunnery. Mm-hmm. So, big Crap. reveal. The mom didn't know about this. Betty didn't know about this. Huge reveal. Huge. Huge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... After this, we kind of go back into like a Fred Archie Jughead scene and then into like Alice and Hal scene after that. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the Jughead stuff? What was going on with Fred and, and Jughead? At the, oh, oh, so, yes. Yeah, they're both interacting with Archie, but separately. So that's yeah. Yeah, I think Archie, Archie, uh, First, he's 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 gone home and, and he's he's playing some guitar. He's he's picking out some notes and just kind of mournfully playing in, in his uh home in his bedroom. And uh, Jughead comes in and uh, he's like, "Oh, like, sorry, I didn't tell you about my dad being a serpent." Um, and there's a there's a very funny <laughs> emotional scene from Archie where the 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 direction is just horrible, um, I think, because he does do a good job, but it's just awful. He's like, well, you know, I'd think of you 
and then he kind of looks down super shy and it says really quietly he's like i think i feel like my brother (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny because he also like looks up at him like through his eyelashes when he says yeah it's like i don't what was the direction on this what was the scene notes um it's wild it's very Um, funny yeah Um, yeah, and and so Jughead, you know, reciprocates, obviously. He's like, he says, oh, you, you, are my <laughs> you are my brother. <laughs> Which, you know, that's cute. You know, glad glad they're close. Um, I do like to see them interacting and being friends. It's They're fun. Yeah, I, I, I think some of, of uh, Jughead's best scenes are, are with Archie um, in terms yeah. of performance. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think after that, Archie goes downstairs, maybe, to talk to, to Fred. I forget the two scenes. They're pretty close together, yeah. Yeah, but, but somewhere in here, he, he talks to Fred, and Fred has a very depressing speech about how... <laughs> that is such a episode. It's so sad. I hate seeing him like this. Yeah. He, he's just really down in the dumps. Uh, he's worried he's going to lose it all. He's like, I've all I know how to do is pour concrete. Um, yeah, that's all I've ever done. That's all I am. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's really having an identity crisis over his job. This is, I tried my whole life to build stuff. Yes. <laughs> I'm so good. And then he lists, like, his company and his family and all this all this stuff he's built with the company. But it, it just, like, pauses yeah. after he says that. It's so funny. <laughs> oh. All my life I tried to build stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't know what word they could have used in place of stuff, but anything would have been better. Like... It just, it makes it sound so... I, I mean, just change. I've been building things all my life. Yeah. I, it's not, I don't, I don't know. It, because they want to take a dramatic pause after every sentence or half sentence, it really, it, 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 it just... It them sound really bad. Like, this, if you had to put the whole thing together, it wouldn't have even stood out. Yeah. Because and, and, you paused halfway through this, it was like, I tried my whole life to build stuff. Fred Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it's so like I don't know. I, I really dislike the show. It feels just so fake. Like I get that it's not supposed to be realistic and it's a it's a drama. Like it's 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 gonna be over the top. But the dialogue just really sucks. <laughs> and yeah, and I think it doesn't even suck all the time. It it, it just like yeah, it sucks, I mean, it sucks most of the time, but in the past, tough, you know. Yeah, especially with with this actor. Um, I guess his heart just wasn't in it this day. Yeah, I think I think he's had really good dialogue in the past and really good lines and delivery. Um, but yeah, this episode really uh, killed my enjoyment of uh, of Fred, at least yeah. at least for now. Um, I wonder, too, because I know this has happened in other things, but I wonder if it was maybe a thing where it was, like, he was saying these lines to, like, nothing. Because a, a lot of the scenes where he's talking with Archie, they're not in the same shot. So I kind of wonder if it was, like, shot separately or something like that. Um, maybe. Where it's, like, those one-on-one conversations where we usually get, like, a really deep, like, good, like, solid performance from him. Yeah. No. 
Something was in the water. <laughs> Did Archie? <laughs> Did Archie respond to him in this scene? What was? Or did he just kind of hear him out and just say nothing? Well, like, what he said was, like, he said something about, like, imagine one day I have a kid and my kid doesn't like music. It was just, like, 16-year-old horseshit. You know, it just didn't, it was, like, stop trying to relate to your father. He's an adult man. He has adult man problems. You, you don't get it. Like, he did say something in response, but it didn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> that is very confusing. Yeah. I think the next thing was Jughead introducing Betty to his dad, which uh, was kind of, a, kind of a long scene, but nothing yeah. really happened. Nothing really happened. They they question uh, about his involvement with uh, Jason Blossom. And we do find out that Jason was... Uh, in, like directly involved with the serpents fp confirms like he was helping him out um trying to give him this job to like get him some extra money um the other note that i took here is that betty at, reacts in disgust to the dad in like the trailer mm-hmm. um, this is something we talked about too is like the coopers are definitely supposed to be middle class as far as like riverdale goes that's they live in like a you know a neighborhood and like a normal ish house yeah. and then, you know and they live right next to like the Andrews who own a construction business like very blue collar family so they're definitely supposed to be middle class but the situation as it actually is is that they're very wealthy yes um <laughs> like how they're styled how they act is very like old money wealthy in the same way that blossoms are old money wealthy but the difference is the Blossoms live on, like, a crazy estate and are styled, like, English aristocracy. <laughs> like, literally, the dad is styled, like, he, he looks like uh, the, the well, he's currently the king of England. But he, he's, like, styled in, like, the pictures of, like, the current king of England, like, with <laughs> Diana from, like, the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, he's styled the same way. It's wild. Yes. Um. So... That there's supposed to be a clear class divide there, but then I feel like the Coopers and the Andrews are supposed to be in the same class, and there's just no way. <laughs> and then yeah, and, and I, I mean even be like they're on like the very low end, like the Andrews are on the very low end of middle class, and the Coopers are like on the very high end of middle class. E- even then, just... I mean, I it's it's not like. Uh, the Andrews are living in like a two-bedroom house. No. They, they have like a three. They have they have a main floor. They have a, t- a second floor. They have a basement. And it they looks have like a, an attic too. It's like a big old house. Yeah. Yeah. They live in a huge house, and and, and it's like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just there. There isn't a clear like. I don't know. Like like visual design for like yeah. where these people are supposed to be for in, in terms of class or like i don't know status society status it's, it's hard just, to tell too because it's like i feel like the andrews house looks the most like normal but that's really just because it looks lived in like there's always stuff on the counters or like a jacket hanging up on a chair or something like that it looks like people live there um 
And then, like, the other one that's super realistic, I would say, is um, the trailer that FP lives in. That yeah. looks like a pretty normal trailer, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that one also, the one thing I noticed with the trailer versus other, like, home sets is that the trailer has stuff from different decades in it, too. Like, it had, like, the lamp that I pointed out that was, like, from the 70s, like, hanging from the ceiling. It was really cool. There's some, like, older paintings. Like, it looks like this house has been lived in by one person for a long time. Whereas, like, the Andrews house even could be just, like, a catalog home that someone happens to live in. And the Cooper house is literally just, like, a Better Home and Gardens magazine, like, New England cottage style. Like, it doesn't look like a, a home. It looks like a furniture store's magazine, you know? <laughs> yeah. But... It's just it's just confusing because like the real I guess I guess what's throwing me off really is the realism of like the trailer set is very that seems like a house that seems like some you know that seems very realistic and then everything beyond that is like I mean not even talking about the Blossom Mansion because that takes nuts (laughs) like. They literally yeah. live on like a walled estate with a fence, and like... they had like an aerial shot of it um, towards the end of the episode, and it's it's like, I mean it's it's a mansion, it's an it's an estate, and and it's, it's like a castle. It's like like yeah. it's beyond a, it's like a mansion that's styled to look like a castle. It's crazy, and it's like all brick. It's ridiculous. Like rolling hills of grounds and trees, and like it's 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 wild. Um, and then we saw Midge's house that had, like, the indoor pool area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think she's also <laughs> supposed to be, like, middle class. But I, like, I think the thing is, it's like, you're not supposed to think about this stuff, right? Like, like they don't, don't yeah, just don't true. think about it, right? It's just supposed to be like, oh, they're cool. Like, this is just how things are. But then, but then they're telling this story that's like, oh, my drag, my, like, Jughead's family, right? Like. Yeah. Oh, my dad is like supposed to be lower class, but even then, like yeah, like his dad's supposed to be like kind of struggling, and he's worked a lot of jobs, and he's been in and out of jail, and all this like yeah, they make it. But he seems like he's doing okay for himself, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and then also it's... like you get Veronica's story, which is like super rich girl who her dad went to prison for like I don't know crimes against the FCC or something embezzlement that's what it was like but so like they're they don't want us to think about class but they keep bringing it up in the actual yeah. like, text of the story so it's, it's like just, important to the plot but they're not going to actually take the time to make the details make sense yes yeah and I, I, it's it's very strange because it kind of just comes across as like you're either rich or you live in a shitty trailer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those are the you know, those are your two options if, if you are in Riverdale. Like the the one that I would say is not like that is the Andrews. But it's just barely Even not. Then, like they that. live in a huge house that's really yeah. nice. And and I think like, we're just now getting a story where it's like, oh yeah, Fred is like barely paying the mortgage on this place. Which I find believable. You know, you run a construction company in a small town, you have a giant house like that. That's going to be a big mortgage, you know? 
and they're in a nice neighborhood too. So I, you know, I find that believable, but it's like, we haven't seen any context for that in any other episode except for this one. So it's just kind of, it's, it's just weird. It's weird. And there's a lot of things like that, that I think is, I think that's what's like tickling our brains and making us be like this, this show is weird and wrong. Is like all those details that aren't thought about that we're looking at and thinking about. Because, like you said, it's supposed to be a show that you binge. You're not supposed to worry about the details. But here we are. Here we are. And, and you know, we're not going to let them... We're going to hold them accountable. Yeah. I guess. I guess that's what we're doing. I mean, we're not, like, <laughs> writing them an email, but, you know. we're. This is the podcaster's dilemma. It's like, how much... Should we care about the details when the writers of the show didn't care about the details, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think I think for an episode like this, like, this episode did feel different from the other ones that I've seen because there, there was so little plot continuation from, from previous episodes. It, it kind of just felt like, I mean, you could start here. I, I honestly do feel like I could just pick any episode from any season of this show and just watch it. I mean, that's what's wild. Because, like, episode one, we started off with Archie having an affair with his teacher. Yeah. And that's just... Nobody's even thinking about that anymore. That's We're, we're on episode eight of the first <laughs> season, and that's just gone, you know? And that teacher thing didn't end until, like, episode four. Yeah, so like and four then, episodes ago, that was resolved, and now it's just completely, like, no one's thinking about it, no one's bringing up, we're not even seeing scenes where Archie's, like, struggling emotionally because of that or anything, like, we're getting nothing. Yeah, um, and, and the only hint of story that's continued since episode one, or, or like, of anything that's continued since the beginning, is the fact that, like, oh, Jason was murdered, what happened there? Yeah, but it's, even it's the only mystery, the like that's it. Yeah, I I would say that the mystery of that hasn't even like progressed in a way that is satisfying. Like we've we've learned some new information about his death, but it's constantly being overshadowed because every single moment is like played up to ten. Like the the drama and the tension of everything is so amplified that it's like. It's hard to remember yeah. that this is about this kid that died. Yeah, like we're not getting really any details about the main story. And then we're getting yeah. all these side plots to like keep the episode, like to fill the space for the, for the rest of the episodes while they don't deal with the main story. And then those side episodes are like, uh, those side plots are just like dropped because it's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Oh, it doesn't really, it's not related to Jason, so it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. Betty drowned the guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Betty waterboarded the man. <laughs> yeah. And, like, she even that. She whole psychic break, even. Like, and that's just... Oh, my God. Yeah, that just is dropped, too. Yeah. Because she, she was... There was, like... Oh, my God. They were trying to, like, insinuate that, like, oh, maybe something is, like, psychologically wrong with, yeah. with Betty. Or maybe, like, something is wrong with Polly, too. And, and yeah. now it's like, oh, no, she was just pregnant. Yeah, she's normal. She's fine. <laughs> she's yeah. Pregnant. You know how it is. And then the other thing with that episode that was dropped was, like, the scandal of, like, all the football players oh basically, God, like, yeah. slut-shaming the entire school. 
Yeah. And that's just gone. That's, no one's thinking about that. Like, there's well, nothing they, where, like, Veronica's, like, trying to go on a date with somebody and she's like, oh, I'm not going to date you because you're you, you were on the football team two years ago and all that was happening. Well, like, they grow not... boss their way out of that. So it's resolved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's so accurate. And <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a there's a post circulating on Tumblr right now that's like, um Describe your favorite strong female character, and you can't use these keywords. And one of them is girl boss. I forget what the other other couple <laughs> ones were, but one of them is girl boss. So every time, like I was hanging out with some friends yesterday, and they're very online, so they were talking about like TikTok stuff. And one of them was like girl boss, and I was like, oh, psychic damage. <laughs> it's, um. Yeah, this, this has been kind of a weird episode. I think I think because this episode didn't have like a lot of I don't know, like kind of kind of a lot happened, but also nothing happened. It made me focus on like all the details of everything that's gone wrong so far and how this season is like not really coming together as a whole, you know. Yeah. The, I mean, this really did feel like an episode to bridge the gap. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really sure. They also didn't give us enough information to towards. anticipate. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, okay, great. Like the episode, I don't know that we covered the conclusion, but it kind of kind of ends with yeah, FP I mean, and, and some serpents. I'm assuming um, volunteering to to help out because Fred's construction crew is gone. Yeah. Um, and then a reveal that, like, oh, maybe uh, Hiram Lodge is the one who put the hit out to stop construction. But th- nothing for sure. Yeah, and that's just, like... And, and that seems like that's going to be just, like, a red herring of, like, oh, maybe not. Because we can't trust uh, really what uh, uh, FP is saying either. Yeah, and then also, we know there's something going on with the Blossoms, because the reason the construction stopped in the first place was that Cliff Blossom, which is Cheryl's dad, uh, like, told, like, all of Fred's workers, hey, I've got this job coming up, it's going to take a couple years to do, I need you to be free, because it should start in a few weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, which to me, like, it would be nuts to leave a job where you're getting paid to be like, oh, I could potentially, you know, uh, that's that seems wild. How is Andrew running? Like, how is Fred running his business? That people well, I, are I think that like that, you know? Fred wasn't paying. He wasn't able to pay them. Oh yeah, you think you're Isn't right. That, like, I think that thing. was like a plotline of a couple episodes back. So I think the the whole the reason they left was because Clifford was like, yeah, I'll start paying you now, and this is two years guaranteed. I love that he was just full government name, too. He goes by Cliff in the show, and you were just oh. like, Clifford Blossom. Uh, yeah. I, for some reason, I, I, I remember him as Clifford better. <laughs> to be sure. fair, yeah, I mean, it's also funny that they named him Clifford because they're all redheads. Yes. <laughs> he was like Clifford the big red dog. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, so to finish up a little bit uh, before we kind of get into... There's a little more episode discussion we could do, I suppose. So uh, one of our final scenes, we have like two final scenes here, and one is with Alice and Hal, um, which are the the Cooper parents, and then one is with FP and Joaquin. 
Um, oh, yeah. So Alice, Alice confronts Hal Cooper about sending Polly to an abortion clinic, and she says, well, she reveals that he tried to do the same thing with her. Um, he says that uh, Polly's not ready to raise a child, and neither was Alice, and that's why he sent Polly to the abortion clinic. Um, they have a huge fight about it, like yelling, screaming. It starts with Alice throwing a remote. She like comes into the basement, shuts off the TV, turns the light switch on, and sh- like chucks the remote at the opposite wall. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's wild, wild shit. Uh, she also like hits him a couple times, like gets in his face, and they're just very violent, angry people. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, a little scary to watch, honestly. Um, it was. It's upsetting. Yeah. And uh, Hal says that he won't raise a child that has blossom blood. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, is a very funny way to phrase that. Yeah, uh, it it's very, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode, but like the Blossom Cooper feud feels like some type of medieval shit. Yes. You know, <laughs> it's like, it never really gets to that level until those two families are fighting. And then the dramatics are just like, you shall not marry that man. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it gets to like Romeo and Juliet like level for no reason. It really does, and and there's no like, I don't know. There's really other than like, oh, this our our grandparents like maple syrup connoisseurs or whatever. <laughs> it's I like I think it was revealed that um. The Blossom granddad murdered the Cooper granddad. Something like that. There was some type of, like, an actual physical violence yeah. in the family happened. It's not just, like, bad vibes. But but it's just incredibly, like... Nice <sighs> here. It, it seems... It's very American, and then the Blossoms are just like, and we're going ancient, medieval European. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's so strange, and it doesn't feel like it. It kind of is like, oh, oh, okay, and it, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's a story, right? So it's, it's supposed to be fun, but it, it's just also not very fun. Um, and it just it just doesn't it doesn't really fit like the thematic texture of the rest of the show. Like I yeah. almost expect Hal to like take off his like night glove and throw it on the ground in front of you know. <laughs> Exactly. You sir have offended me by your son impregnating my daughter. Like it's yeah. it's wild. Um yeah, it's 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 just very out of place. Um Alice tells Hal to get out and she's like screaming at him. I thought she was gonna bite him, like she like gets up in his face, like screaming, like it's Bless him a few times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not pleasant. Um and he's like also, Hal was, like, Alice is very physically violent, but Hal was also scary in the scene. Just, like, tone of voice and, like, his expressions. I, the, the actor who plays Hal does a really good job, I think. What What did you think? Because this is your first time seeing this season. How did you feel about the change from, like, Hal in the earlier episodes to him in this episode? To me, it, it hasn't been a, like, huge change. The one thing that I will say that I really did notice is that uh, 
th- there was a moment where his voice really kind of switched. And uh, he had, uh, I-, I think it's when he said the Blossom Blood line, <laughs> uh, which is unfortunate that it was that line. Yeah. But there, there was like a tone switch where he went from kind of a like neutral, like, I'm just a normal dad to like, like really aggressive and like kind of deep and like growly. Yeah. And um, I thought that was was really good and, and a little frightening of like, oh, this guy's kind of scary. Um, yeah. His posture that, changed too in that when he said that. Yeah. Which was which was um, I think I think he does some good acting. Um, I agree. It's it's pretty subtle, which is not. <laughs> it's how you know it's good because Riverdale acting is not subtle. Um, no. But yeah, he like just like the slight tone change and the slight posture change where he like kind of sets his shoulders and stands up a little straighter and like mm-hmm. you said he looks less like a dad and more like a kind of aggressive guy um, yeah because I, I think in, in all the previous episodes he hasn't really shown this side of him and he's just been kind of standard dad guy you know definitely but yeah so so Alice tells him to get out and he's like, what 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 would people think? Like very <laughs> this whole manipulative. scene. Also, he's like very manipulative, very gaslighty. Mm-hmm. But it's it's oh it's very creepy. I don't it, they're both terrible people. I can see why they're married to each other. <laughs> um but yeah, so it, she says she doesn't care anymore what people think, which is a huge term for her. Yeah. Because uh, that's been like her whole thing this season. Keeping up appearances, yeah, been a big thing. Yeah, and and so he gets out, um, and then this is where we we have kind of a cutscene here, but I'm gonna go straight to like the part where Betty tells Polly about this. Um, yeah. So so Betty tells Polly that their mom kicked their dad out, and Polly's like, really? That's that's crazy. I can't believe she'd do that. Um, next scene we have is Polly getting out of the cab. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, at the Blossom Estate, and then it immediately cuts to um, Betty, uh, like sob, like fully sobbing. I will say this actress commits when she does her crying scenes. Oh, Alice! Not holding back. No, both Alice and Betty. Oh, oh! I didn't realize Betty was crying in the scene. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, uh, it was again. It was kind of subtle, but it was like just like around the cheeks, like very wet. And like her eyes yeah. were red, and it was it was good, and like her voice was all kind of broken. So she she does some Betty does some good acting too, um, but yeah, Alice was fully like she's having a meltdown on the couch, mm-hmm. um, and Betty's like I tried, mom, trying <laughs> like to get uh, this. Polly's this was so confusing to me because I I don't understand like. There's, there was no explanation of why Polly decided to go stay with the Blossoms. Yeah. Especially after her mom, like, does this big thing of, like, oh, I'm going to kick out your dad so that you feel safe here. It's yeah. like, okay. Like, <laughs> there's no explanation. There's mm. no, like, her thinking about it. There's no scene of, like, it's just like, oh, yep, she's going to the Blossoms. We could have even had her, like, writing a letter to Betty. Yeah. Like, that's such a cheap way to get out of it. And they didn't like, even do that. It's something, right? Yeah. Like, give us some type of reasoning for this. 
this they did the same thing um with Hermione deciding to talk with Alice. So like, uh, why she chose to do this doesn't really matter. And it's like, actually, I do care about like character choices. Um, <laughs> and, and it's funny because that scene of Hermione deciding to talk with Alice, she goes from saying, yeah, no way. Yeah. To the very next scene, the next time it, it cuts from Veronica to her, she's like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> and, then, and then she just meets with her and it's like. Which, like, okay. even there, what they could have done is, like, have her look at, like, a book of old photos of, like, her when she was, you know, young and pregnant with um, Veronica and be like, oh, man, it was, like, hard being, you know, like, just have her, like, looking at some old photos old, and be like, man, it yeah. was really hard. I wish that my parents had been helpful or something like that. Um, that Something like that, even. Again, these are, like, such cheap fixes. <laughs> like, this is not. But it's stuff that's so, like. It would fit in with the show, right? Like it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't. This these kinds of scenes would not be out of place in Riverdale yeah. because it's like I'm not expecting a huge backstory or really great character work. No, and honestly, just, it doesn't just that. It any explanation work. at all. Yeah, we're going <laughs> from point A to point D with nothing in between. Yeah. It's, yeah. So. Yeah. So that's kind of the Betty Polly baby shower. Wrapped, wrapped up. Um, the next scene, the the other last scene we had was with FP and Joaquin. This is an FP's trailer, mm-hmm. and we find out that FP is working with Joaquin to pump Kevin Keller for information. So he's trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to. <laughs> okay, well he's also. <laughs> okay. Oh. Keep it together. <laughs> PG-13 podcasting. We're definitely, we're, we're not PG-13. Um, but, yeah, okay, so he's also pumping Kevin Keller. But, <laughs> because Kevin's dad is the sheriff, FP basically wants Joaquin to get information about the investigation um, from Kevin. Mm-hmm. And Joaquin reveals that he's hesitant to continue because he genuinely likes Kevin. And he thinks Kevin really likes him. Yeah. Kind of cute. I don't think he ever says that he likes Kevin, but it's kind of implied through his hesitation. Yeah, you're right. I, I think like he just says, okay. Oh, like, he, he really likes me. Yeah. 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 And he, the way he said it was kind of kind of similar to how you said it there, which was like, oh, man, this kid hasn't had, like, a lot of friends even in his life. Like, he's not used to people <laughs> liking him. You know? <laughs> like, it was just kind of He's sad. a little lame, you know? He's... <laughs> <laughs> feel bad it's just like oh yeah you, know, you should have people in your life that like you i'm sorry it hasn't happened for you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um but a couple other things to mention um what okay one thing this was like a really quick jump sorry this is this is beyond we're just kind of getting into discussion now if that's okay of course. I think I think we've covered the, the main points of the episode, definitely. Definitely. One, one thing I made note of was, um, this was a really early, this is before the uh, title drop, um, where um, Fred, this is when Fred comes into Archie's room, and Archie and Jughead are hanging out playing Final Fantasy IV or whatever. And... Um, <laughs> And after he tells them, like, oh, please open a window, you guys smell so fucking bad, um, he he starts talking about, like, work and construction, 
And Archie's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're starting construction on the new build today, right? And he's like, yeah. And then he goes, you know, sorry, Chuckhead, I don't want to, you know, I know this brings up some hurt feelings. I don't want to offend you because um, it's like the site of where the old drive-in theater was. Chuckhead mm-hmm. was like all up in arms about this like three episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuckhead says, as long as you build something beautiful in its place. Mm-hmm. I think he this says is, big and beautiful. I think you're right. Big and, as long as you build something <laughs> big and beautiful in its place. Yeah. Like, this is another one where we've had no build-up to him feeling this way. We don't know why his opinion changed so suddenly. He's just it's, over it now. He's just over it. He's good. But, it's very frustrating. Yeah, it that was... Because he literally, like, was putting up posters. He had, like, a last night at the, at the drive-in, like, event. Like, yeah. he cared a lot about that. And for him to now just be like, eh, whatever. As long as you build something beautiful, and whatever. It's, it's lazy. Terrible. It's very lazy. And, and it takes away from the characters, too, because the fact that, like, oh, he was so he, he was so concerned about the drive-in, and that's literally where he, like, lived. He had a whole episode of, like, oh, now I have to live in the school. Now I have to live with Archie. And, and like, it's not even, like, he doesn't have anything to say about it. He doesn't talk to anyone about it ever. He doesn't, you don't see him dealing with it or like looking around. Like, like there's literally a scene of him helping out with construction on the site, like the next, yeah. in the next couple days. And like, it's, it would be so easy to have him like, oh, he finds like an old film reel and he's looking at it and he's yeah. like really sad or like broken up about it. Or like but they don't even, that had like the, you know, the logo of the theater or whatever painted on it or something, you know, like, oh, yeah. no, that was, you know. Yeah, and they don't even do that. Like, yeah. like there's there's such easy things to do to, like, connect these episodes to each other and connect these character moments and, and actually build a real story. Yeah. And it's they consistently refuse to do that. And in the in the <laughs> movie theater episode also, he was being kind of an asshole about it in, like, a way that, like, a 15 year old who gives who cares a lot about something is kind of an asshole about something where like every time someone mentioned it he was like oh you mean the the theater that i used to go to every weekend with my dad and my sister the only place i have memories of my family left you mean that you know like he was he he cared a lot so to go from that to this is like where what happened in between you know yeah, right. Because because it's not a believable like character trait for him to just not care anymore. Yeah. Like like And that... we know that he's the sarcastic asshole character. So yeah. like Fred saying like, Oh, I know that has that like has hurt feelings and he's he could he could say some like sarcastic asshole remark about like, Oh, it doesn't hurt my feelings, it just hurts that you took my only home. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh no, Fred, it's fine. I don't care that you you took my only home for me. It's I, I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> like, yeah. he could be like a dick about it a little bit, you know. I think he has a right to be. I don't know why he wouldn't be. He has been so far. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it yeah. not only seems in character for him, but I would be sympathetic to that, you know. I, yeah, and and I think the real reasoning behind this is just that like they 
if that character is not the focus for the show, mm-hmm. like for that episode, like if, if the plot doesn't center on what's going on with them, then they really are just a background kind of fill-in character. Yeah. And they just do whatever they need to do. Like, this was an Archie and, like, Betty episode. So yeah. Betty got a lot of good scenes. And, and honestly, and, it was mostly it was mostly Betty. Mostly Betty and Polly. Yeah. It, oh, my God. Speaking of Polly. <laughs> she, she, she's changed she's her opinion not. on Cole Sprouse. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's actually good. He's a good actor. He's fine. Uh, yes. Maybe he's just a little bit tired of Riverdale. By episode eight, he was a little tired of it, but he's he's fine. He's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Polly is one of the worst television actors I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah. the, when she gets the like uh, gift from Cheryl, the like baby stroller, uh, Cheryl's like, oh, this is the most ex- this is like the the most expensive one on the market or something like that. It. And Polly just goes, so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> That's all she says. I, I think Cheryl said it's like, oh, this is the biggest one on the market or something. Or hottest yeah. one. She, it's like, it's like, oh, this is like, She's, this is what like She got her the best baby stroller ever. Yeah. And, and, and Polly's response is, you're so expensive. And it, she does like a hand gesture, like she, like she's like gesturing at like the world or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's very, and she has like a very like excited look on her face. It just is, it's a bit much. It doesn't it's, really make sense. I don't think that's the normal way to react to a gift like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's another moment um, later on where they're like talking about the abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. where she's just overacting the hell out of every scene it's um it's something else i don't know it, there were some choices made yeah i she's she's not very good uh, i will say because we had some flashback scenes this episode with her and with jason scenes where she's not talking <laughs> she does okay like those were fine they didn't stand out at all you know yeah um, i mean i guess they didn't stand out at all because I, <laughs> I just watched this episode an hour ago and i don't remember what happened i don't remember there being a flashback with Jason. those were pretty early those were like while she was doing like the police confessions to sheriff keller oh oh okay yeah but okay yeah. before the title drop that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I f- I don't know. I feel like it's she. I feel like she does well in like the silent scenes because she <laughs> acts a lot with her face. So then when you have her talking, like she's also very expressive when she's talking. So you're getting like a lot of overacting from her because she's overacting with her face, and then her like actual talking is also overacted. So it's just it's just a bit much. Yeah. Like, I think I think her face work is pretty good. Like for the silent for the silent parts, it was like you can tell exactly what what she's thinking. She was born in the wrong era. She she would have destroyed talkies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She was not born for talkies. Also, the way she's styled. um, Oh my god. She's styled like a thirty-five-year-old mother of two, and she is like eighteen. Um, yeah, she just, hasn't finished high school. Yeah, 
I think that adds another level of confusion to all of this is that like no one ever talked about Polly at school like these yeah. kids in school should have been like hey where's Polly like she, she was here last well, year well here, here's the other thing like we're only seeing Archie and them we're only seeing their grade which is the freshman so we're seeing yeah. the you know <laughs> We don't see, like, oh, I was a senior in Bobo. Like, we don't really see those characters. There was one who was a side character in the episode where Betty drowned a man um, who told them, like, where, <laughs> sorry, where it told them, like, where um, the evidence was stashed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, a junior or something. He's like, yeah, I was here last year and I was on the team and it, it, you know, whatever. It's like, that's the only character we've seen that isn't in the same grade as them. To my knowledge. Yeah. It, it's just hastily constructed garbage. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird, too, because, like, I don't know, like, Archie's on the football team. He would be interacting with, like, all grade levels all the time. We don't even see other football guys, really, except for Moose. Yeah. I... Yeah. I, I, I don't think we've heard a name. I mean, maybe we have, but... They're just not characters. Like they're they're just background extras. Like yeah. and Reggie, I forgot about Reggie because Reggie's not in this episode, but he's also on the football team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oops. Um, whoops. But yeah, can we talk about the construction scenes for a bit for a second? Because we have two. Oh, of course. We kind of have two construction scenes. We've got the one with the kids, and we've got the one with the serpents. Yes, um, callback. Yeah, to the same. <laughs> like, you remember 20 minutes ago when this happened? Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, Archie gets his friends together. It's him, Kevin, Moose, and Jughead. Was there somebody else there? I couldn't... There was another one, uh, but I literally think it was someone we don't know. Okay, unnamed extra. We'll, we'll assume... Uh, we'll assume they're on the football team, because <laughs> it's the only way Archie would know anybody, right? Yeah, and it's like it would make sense, like big muscular football guy, right? Yeah, I mean Kevin's a theater kid, so I don't know why he's here, but hey, he he was the one getting complimented on his muscles. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's there's so oh oh my god, I need to look up what that band was. Uh, the Village People. They look like the fucking construction worker from the Village <laughs> People. That's how they're styled. It's yeah. just. It's so weird. And they're also like this is this is why um Andrew's construction is hemorrhaging money. It's not because of bad business deals. It's because Fred keeps hiring he didn't even officially hire them. There's no paperwork put no. in for this. They just put no. in a day of work. They're all like fifteen or sixteen because Archie <laughs> can't even drive. Like <laughs> they're all like freshmen in high school. There's no paperwork. There are liabilities. There's no training whatsoever. Only like two or three of them are wearing hard hats. This is how you get your business shut down. Yeah. You have underage workers (laughs) who haven't done their safety training. Okay, yeah, boom. You didn't even hand them like like gloves. Like. (laughs) Yeah, it was insane. It's it's just like. And and what? How does that help? Like how how is Fred in a better situation. You ha- okay? You have yeah. They did one day of labor. Come yeah. move some stones around for you for the like afternoon because they had to go to school. So from like four 
to seven for you got three <laughs> hours of work from five 15 year old kids yeah and then you had to buy them soda to pay them yeah. I guess so you're probably just out like 10 bucks <laughs> not to mention however like you they're all a liability moose literally got attacked on yes. site like that's that's Fred's liable for that. Fred Fred has to pay his hospital bills. Yeah, because okay, in in the real world, right? Sheriff, Sheriff Keller comes out to the scene and he's like, "Okay, Moose, what were you doing here? Why were you here, Bud? Like, why are you on a construction site?" Oh, I was doing some work for for Fred Andrews, the site manager and owner. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird. Aren't you fifteen? Yeah, uh, you're not legally allowed to work yet. That's not legal. Is Fred still yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. He just oh, he arrested. didn't sign a contract? He didn't do any of this? Oh, yeah, looks like you're going just... to prison. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, like, like, okay, yeah, you're not working at all anymore, Fred. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, mission accomplished, I guess. Like, <laughs> it was just, like, it didn't make any sense. And then, um, yeah, this whole scene is shot, like, all the lines that they say, the way they're dressed, all the lines that they say, the way they're posing, like they pose like male models. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this holding is like an hammers. Eye candy yeah, it's um. They're they're like they're posing like they're underwear models at Hollister. Um, yeah. It's, and then the whole time they're just making like comments about each other's bodies, like. <laughs> Like, Moose does make a comment to Kevin where he's like, oh, looking good, Kev. Oh, I've been working out. I can tell. I joined the football team. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> normal way to compliment the guy that you had sex with by the river where you found a dead body. <laughs> well, they were going to, but they, oh, they, yeah. they didn't. Yeah, they never did, so... Yeah. Maybe he's trying to reinitiate. I, you know, it's dead in the water, just like Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you just gotta give up on that. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, Moose. Nothing, nothing's a boner killer like finding a a dead kid in a river. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like they keep making comments to each other. It's just a bit. I I don't know. We we kept commenting like, what is happening in this scene? Um a bit wild and then later we have like the callback scene where the serpents because like fp is like well i volunteer my crew to help you out andrews <laughs> like yeah. all right so he shows up with five guys who are like actual men instead of teens who also apparently work for free because i don't see any of these guys signing contracts either um yeah it's, it, i mean i guess fred just pays everyone under the table so <laughs> Some shady fucking <laughs> business practices in Riverdale. <laughs> and they're also always like, oh, Fred Andrews is like the most honest guy. Like, is he? Because. Well, as honest as you can be as a businessman, you know. <laughs> honest businessman. Um, yeah, so it just is a bit. The construction scenes are a bit awkward. I don't know. It's just funny. It's it's like ah, see, we 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 fixed the problem that that there was at the start of the episode, but if you if you if you scrape like an inch into the dirt yeah. and, and try and figure out like okay, how would this actually work? 
oh, it wouldn't. This doesn't yeah. make sense. And I feel like that's, like, maybe not as much with the, like, baby shower plot, but with with, with uh, Archie's storyline and, and the construction thing here, it's like, this really makes no sense. Um, yeah. And, and, and I... the only reason, like, the baby shower is spared is because nothing is explained yeah honestly like they're like we talked about the there were a couple decisions that were made where it's like we don't get to know we don't get any insight into the characters making those decisions but in the end like the baby shower plot is pretty resolved so it doesn't really change anything Mm -hmm. yeah what what i was talking about more with like the construction scenes being awkward i just meant that the show is unstoppably horny it so many moments <laughs> <laughs> like that was clearly like you want to see some hunks get get dirty and get their hands dirty and do some construction work don't you and it's like no they're 15 you know I'm, I'm good actually thanks don't worry the actors themselves are like 30 <laughs> yeah honestly um but it's just like there were some scenes like that in some of the other episodes we covered where it's just like what is Who's writing this? Who 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 just got out of porn writing to to be like a I don't know like a plumper on Riverdale who's like oh, I know what we could add I got I got a scene we could <laughs> we could throw in there. I I think the the whole thing is they're just trying to like appeal to a like teen audience, and, and that's their whole like game plan is like well, let's make it a little horny. Yeah, maybe that is. I, I never really watched, like, teen TV, like, One Tree Hill and stuff like that that was, like, very for teens, you know? Yeah. Like, like teen dramas. I just was never really... This is this is the only one I've ever been, like, fascinated by because it's so terrible. <laughs> I, I really think that is a good way to describe your interest in the show. <laughs> yeah, it's like a... It's like a I'm watching a car crash every single episode, and I just can't. <laughs> There's like, this is like a 50 car pile up, and we're in episode eight. You know? <laughs> so, can't help but watch. One of them just caught on fire. You know, you gotta gotta stay with it. But, well, I gotta know what happens next. How does this resolve? You know. <laughs> oh, the other thing I was gonna say was, um, with like the poly revealing all this stuff about like what was going on with Jason to Sheriff Keller. Mm-hmm. Um, it I've seen it before in other shows where they'll they'll act up like it's like an intense Q&A like this is an interrogation like all this stuff and you're like expecting it to be like oh they're not talking they're never and then and then they're like okay I'll tell you everything like immediately like they just reveal everything where yeah. there's like a cut scene and they're like and that's all that's the full story. <laughs> where it's like played for comedy it could have been really you know they could have done that and it would have been kind of funny she would have been like please don't arrest me and then just tell the whole story like but instead it's just all revealed super fast with no reason behind it she just wants to talk to the police yeah she doesn't even say like well if it'll help jason yeah we don't get anything the simplest possible little band-aid fix you know yeah yeah i think they just don't care no no 
Um, well, that's all. The only other note I had on it was I was I think I said this in the beginning, but I'm really disappointed that this episode is named The Outsiders because yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with that book at all. And, and it only marginally has anything to do with like the serpents. Yeah, uh, I feel like The Outsiders would be a good name for an episode that's serpent heavy. Yeah, which I think we're gonna get soon because they're definitely coming out more in the plot you know yeah and i mean we do we do learn like a bit about fp and we kind of learn oh maybe something's go like clearly something's going on he's got some plan with uh uh, joaquin but um it it just is it kind of is not that intriguing i suppose yeah Um, we know the serpents are involved with Hiram Lodge. We know they're involved with Jason, Jason's death somehow. Yeah. You know, we know they're involved, like, there's some, like, side plot with Joaquin and Sheriff Keller that might be, I think that's probably associated with Jason's death, but who knows. And, yeah, like, we're getting a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, the center is the serpents, but it just, we're not really getting enough texture <laughs> to hold on to anything with that. Yeah. It's really nothing. Yeah. Just another one that's like skippable oh episode. My God. Very much so. Um sorry, I I started um like just kind of scrolling through because our, our plan right now, right, is to record i think every two weeks uh and we are on episode eight mm-hmm. uh so i was just kind of looking through to see how many episodes there were there's seven seasons uh season seven just finished the final season of riverdale and there are in total 137 episodes Yes. Um, but I I was kind of spoiling things for myself and, and <laughs> looking at some of these future episode descriptions. Holy shit, these get insane. Yeah. There was something about the Cold War in season seven. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is season seven the last season? I think so. Okay, I haven't seen season seven, so I have no idea. That's wild. They're talking about sock hop. They're talking about... Okay, I know what this is. Do you want the reveal? Um, Yes. Because this isn't a very big reveal, honestly. This is... um, I don't know. Like, if if you'd seen the ads for season seven, you would know this. So I feel like it's not much but basically season seven they're like back in time because you remember like the original archie comics are set in like the 50s yeah so that's that's probably why they have like sock ops and the space race and communism and all that shit this is insane i oh man um also i said that super casually for anyone listening who is watching (laughs) along with us um Riverdale goes so far off the rails by, like, season three. 
I would say season one, two, and three are pretty tied down to reality <laughs> compared to the rest of the series. Um, maybe even just one and two. I think season three is where it starts to get really crazy. And and as you guys have heard, it's already insane. So <laughs> it gets it gets weirder. Um, yeah. I will say it's, I like it more the help. more they lean into it. Yeah. So I think I think I think you might feel the same way as we get into it, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty 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 <laughs> strange, pretty strange. Not the first time we're gonna have an occult ritual, which is what um, which <laughs> it's what uh, Alice calls what the grandma's doing with the crystal. <laughs> so not not the first time we'll have that, or not the last time we'll have that, I should say. What a show. What a show. Um, I don't have anything else, do you? Uh, no, I think really that covers it for me. All right, sounds good. Well, that sums up this week's episode of Pops, A Taste of Riverdale podcast. Next week, we'll be covering Season 1, Episode 9, La Grande Illusion. I think it's just <laughs> the grand illusion, but it's I like, like that accent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Put some effort in for that. Um, yeah, I don't know if they intended this to be French or Spanish um, or Italian. It's a romance language. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out more next week. Yeah. In two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, until then. Uh, get Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> get Riverdale. <laughs>